All righty. Good morning. How you doing? How you feeling? My name is Tony. Uh, still don't have a grumpy bear. He's over somewhere. We'll get him back at some point. And this is the morning show here on the Labor Network TLN. You can find us online at TLN.1 or you can find us online at labor.money. Either way, uh, lots of ways to get here. But we are broadcasting live from the capital of the Confederacy, Richmond, Virginia. And we are excited to have you here with us every day, at least on the weekdays in the morning. We connect because we want to talk to working people, uh, workers across the state, country, whatever, uh, folks that might be working at places like Shamin Hotels, as you can see here on my shirt. If you're on the radio, pretend you can see it on my shirt. They fired me for organizing hotel workers to live a better life. What are you going to do? And again, I was just checking my camera mic because we've had some issues with mics. So it turns out the webcam that I have is a pretty good mic. And we are going to run with that for a while um hold tight just a moment i had to uh fix my television arrow if you see the back of it on my sailor moon poster and we don't want that so let's see uh what have we got going on this morning before we get to the news uh i'd like to do a little Crystal vibration. Um, you know, that would involve me being able to, of course, find my crystals. Which, you know, because I'm looking for them, obviously it means I'm never going to find them. Right? Uh, obviously. Yeah, day. But, if you know anything about my life, most of them have been bad days, so that's really the difference, right? Um, so that's why I use these crystals, you know, hopefully control my vibration. I'm having a tough morning. You can see it's 9.45 here on Tuesday, September 26th. Normally we start earlier. Just couldn't do it today. So I don't know what to tell you. But then again, nobody watches anyway, so who cares? Uh... Huh, I don't even know what to do. Um, but I guess we'll start by, you know, reading the news, right? So let me switch over here. You can see me a little bit better. I did shave. That was one decent thing I did with my life yesterday. Um, not many decent things done with my life for those who know me, right? So uh, we're going to go over to Richmond.com as we always do. We'll start there, because Richmond.com, right? I mean, where else would you think to get news about Richmond? And as you can see here, as always, Richmond.com, junky website, loads of ads. Um, what is this? Hunter Biden, who's Rudy Giuliani. Let me assure you, nobody watching this is ever going to meet Hunter Biden or Rudy Giuliani, so no, not news, doesn't affect real working people. Uh, 
Richmond Fall Festival Guide Pumpkin Patches. I know, you know. Okay. Whatever. Richmond International Film Festival. Well, maybe that's a good thing. Uh, Lego Master. Again, you know, this is white people. People that have access to money kind of shit. Um, working poor people don't have time to be doing that, or they don't have the, the resources. Um, what is this? Northwestern Transfer. Oh, I lost it. Production error causes misprint food section. Man, they won't give me anything. They won't give me anything here. Uh, that's the Richmond Times Dispatch building. As you know, it's owned by Neil Amin of Shamin Hotels, who fired me for organizing hotels. Top floor is the newspaper. Third floor is where I used to have my office with Shamin Hotels before they fired me for organizing hotel workers. Because, you know, I wanted them to have a better life. They deserve better wages. Better benefits. Um, yeah, so is Richmond Times Dispatch even a real paper? Maybe. I don't know. I think the reporters are, of course. You know, they want good stuff. But um, the entity itself that, you know, rents from my former boss, nah, they don't care. They don't care one bit. Again, drinking from the old Deer Valley mud. Deer Valley, where the white girls love to go. Um, <laughs> crazy. 700 something dollars a night to stay at the montage there. I'm sure the St. Regis is just as expensive. Well, so we know that, you know, Richmond.com, the other orbs out there, they're trying to pump you full of garbage. You know, they're trying to give you garbage, just like McDonald's, right? Uh, everybody loves McDonald's. I was in McDonald's last week, had a McChicken, had Sixer, chicken nuggets. I sure did. Not going to lie and say that I didn't, but. Did I know it was junk? Absolutely. Did I think it was good for me? Absolutely not. Never would. Never will. Um, so it's really important to to know what's junk. And Richmond.com and most news that you're going to read is junk. So that's why here at the Labor Network and on the morning show, we try to give you real news. Or at least things you can use in your life to make your life a better quality, right? You are a working person. You deserve more money. You deserve better benefits. You deserve better working conditions. And I would tell you that you need a union like you need a car, right? Uh, we know that if you are going to organize, stand up to the owners at work and whatnot, get the life you deserve, you need to get organized. You need to form a union right so uh and there's a lot of good unions out there already that can probably help you out so we're gonna highlight them as we do every morning here on the labor network uh let's see where do we want to start we'll start with somebody different this morning this is from ibw international brotherhood of electrical workers uh i don't think it's just men anymore but you know maybe they'll change that name one day who knows um this is an article from them a few weeks ago. Unions power the economy, says Treasury Report, and most Americans agree. So this is a half-good article because, you know, we we don't care about polls. We talked about that yesterday. Polls don't matter. They never will. Uh, they never have. doesn't matter if other people think that you deserve more. If you think you deserve more, then you deserve more, and you ought to get it. But this is a picture of... Some lovely folks at Chicago, Local 134. 
IBEW with then Secretary Marty Walsh. We know Marty Walsh has been replaced by Julie Sue. We love Julie. All right. Now, I, I'm not going to read all this article, but it points out, you know, there are folks that are in the union. They make more money, but not just more money. Uh, you know, they've got stability in terms of housing, education, home ownership, better health, et cetera, et cetera. So we know, you know, again, it's not just about the money. The money's right. The money's a first step, right? You want to, your boss can afford to pay you more. There's probably no doubt about that. You work for a company, you work for any company where you haven't ever seen the owner, then you can, I can assure you, if you've never met the owner of your company, then you can probably get more money out of them. And if you're like me, you worked at Screwtop Wine Bar, you know, after I got fired, I worked at Screwtop Wine Bar, Clarendon, Virginia. I know the owner, she serves wine with me. She brings in customers with me. No, no, no need for a fucking union there. Are you joking? She, crazy. Um, but if you work for like a Shamin Hotels, if you work for any kind of governmental agency ever, if you work for a large company, you know, if you work for a large company, you look them up, you schmoogle them on the Google. Sorry for the sniffles. And you find out that the company is publicly traded, it's worth hundreds of millions of dollars, et cetera, et cetera. You need to get the money out of them. Forming a union, best way to do it. Don't know what to tell you. Um, you and your colleagues together can, can make that happen. So just goes to show you, you know, unions exist everywhere. Although it makes total sense to me. Makes total sense to me that IDEW, you know, is a union, right? Uh... If I had the skills to be an electrical worker, I certainly would demand my work, right? I mean, my goodness. Do you know how hard it is to be an electrical worker? Of course you don't. You've never fixed anything electric in your life. Neither have I. Because we hire smart, talented uh, folks, IBEW folks, to take care of it for us. So that's the work. You know, that's the work that working people do. We talk about that all the time, right? That's the work. That Jennifer and Brad with their, you know, they make $100,000 a year, even if they're not making that much, $80,000 a year, each of them, right? They live in a nice suburb, they each have a decent car, probably a, a modest Japanese car, you know, they're driving around and maybe they got a Volvo or something, you know, they got a Volkswagen, they got a Hyundai, they're making... 90 grand each because they're doing white collar jobs and marketing and communications and other bullshit. Uh, they're not doing jobs that regular people, working people do, right? Um, and yet, and yet they're making a lot more money than them. I don't, I don't need what Brad and Jennifer produce being digital creative directors. Bullshit. Don't need it. You know what I need? I need a car that is made by United Auto Workers. workers. I need my electricity to work in my house. Shit can't break or else I need to call in the boys from the I or girls from the IBEW. Uh, I need hotel workers to clean my room so that I can get checked into a clean room. You know, these are the jobs that people in society with money need, right? These dumb bitches that go to Deer Valley, dumb bitches like me, of course, uh, you know, spending $700 a night at a hotel. Trust me, you have all this money, you need to spend it. And you spend it on jobs and services that working people like you do, then that's why you need a union. You've got to get that money. you got to get that money. Um, if you're going to work right now without a union, that's like going to work with that, uh, without a car. You're, you're walking. Maybe you've got roller skates. So there's a lot of cars out there. There's cars, trucks, minivans. There's Ford, Chrysler, Dodge, 
whatever, Oldsmobile, Pontiac, Mercedes, it doesn't matter. You need a union like you need a car where you can get you in a vehicle of some kind, right? I think you would agree. So that, again, uh, was our friends at IBEW, but there are lots of folks out there that can help you. True story. All right. Well, we've been rambling for about 15 minutes here, so maybe before we ramble some more and do more, you know, news, other articles, posts, we're going to do a lot from Instagram today. I feel like that's been an easy way for me to consolidate things at night uh, instead of trying to find them super early in the morning, although it's 10 o'clock anyway, so I clearly can't get my shit together. Um, but before we move on, I do want to do, as we do every morning, our word of the day. So we're going to do the word of the day, and then we're going to do a little tchotchke. Um, yeah, we'll do that. So here's a word of the day. The word of the day is grok. Uh, what it means to grok something is to understand it both profoundly and intuitively in a sentence. Um... She enjoyed the deep discussions in her metaphysics class that helped her grok some of the main themes of Western philosophy. So to grok something is to understand it both profoundly and intuitively. I've never used the word grok before, but I, I grok a lot of the ideas behind labor and wealth inequality. There's a sentence for you. <laughs> So, word of the day, grok, to understand something very well intuitively uh, and sort of academically. That's, that's a profound level of understanding that most people don't have on most things. Uh, fair, fair point to be made. So, one of the next picture, uh, one of the next pieces I wanted to do, of course, was some tchotchke. Uh, holy macaroni, where is the picture? I had a picture that I wanted to line up with the tchotchke. There we go. Give me a moment. Uh, as you know, on the morning show, and probably on Labor Pains too, you know, I'm not, uh, we talk about guns, we talk about the legislators, so gun shit always comes up. I don't know. You know, I told you before, my old boss had a chicken coop. Uh, he used to have to shoot the foxes that would try to eat the chickens. So he needed a gun. I think that's different than these legislators that we see who are just gun nuts. I think there's a big difference, but uh, what do I know, right? So uh, there's Tone, Fat Tone, with an M4A1 assault rifle. There you go. I used to keep that poster. That was uh, me shooting there. And the reason I have this particular Chachko is because this is a bullet from the gun so i kept that or shell it's a shell um from when i fired off that thing full clip automatic was it pretty cool i mean you know as a guy yeah it was pretty cool but like do we need any of these weapons in reality absolutely not absolutely not crazy uh gone are the days where your granddad and uncle needed to go to war you know this is the era of the internet you don't understand that uh much like most of our nor or much of like most of our Virginia legislature, legislature, right? You know, people that were born in these times, pre-internet, or they kind of evolved in life during internet. They don't understand that the era of violence is over. You know, the Cold War, not very violent. Uh, violence is sort of 
you know, I'm not saying we won't have another violent war ever again. Probably we will. Um, people are never going to change. That's so why we got to get out of here, Samsara, right? Got to leave this place. But, um, you know, it's pro probably while I'm alive, won't need it, don't need to go to war. Uh, nobody's coming over to America, right? Really hard to get over here. Um, you know, if anybody is waging a war on you as a working person, it is certainly business owners, right? Neil Amin with his Wharton MBA and his buddies, they are far more violent to working people than some sort of foreign power in a country you've never heard of. And definitely a country you're never going to. My goodness, the amount of people in America, 337 million Americans, they get all hippity-jippity about foreign invaders when meanwhile, you know, companies, not even super large companies, I mean, not a huge company or big company, uh, they are, you know, they are destroying your life far more than a foreign power. Uh, you care a lot about the Secretary of War, but you really should care about the Secretary of Labor. Um, you know, Julie Sue's going to have more of an impact on your life. I don't know if the Secretary of Defense is these days. Like I said, I stopped watching the news. News is garbage. Um, I'm not going to get hurt by a foreign invader. I'm never going to leave this country. I can't afford to. I, I don't have any money. Um, you know, those people that are working are like me. You know, we don't have any money. You can't go anywhere. You can't do anything. What are you talking about, war? Uh, stupid shit. So, you know, uh, I like this picture because it proves that even though I am vehemently, I'm not a fan of, of the need for guns unless it's to defend your chicken poop, right? Um, no need for an M4A1 assault rifle. Nobody is coming to hurt you. No one. It's ridiculous. Um, Gosh, people are just crazy. But that's true. That's me with a gun. Talked by some lovely gentlemen from the ATF. Uh, when I asked them if I needed to give them my driver's license or shit, they were like, no, man, we'll fucking drop you in 10 seconds, four seconds if you try anything stupid, which is pretty funny. Uh, fire a 9mm or two, that was hard. Woof, there's a picture of me doing that as well. Um, so, yeah, you know, little Chachi, the shell from the M4A1 that I played around with. Interesting Chachi. Interesting experience, but truly, you know, no need for all the gun shit. But what are you going to do? People love guns. All right, moving on. Back to some more articles. This time I'm going to flip over to Instagram. I found that Instagram was a more organized way for me. To collect some of these articles and share them with you. And then hopefully I can link to them as well. So to start off here, uh, as always, our friends at Virginia Interfaith. We love Virginia Interfaith. Kim Bobo and her team reminding us. Although, you know what? I'm going to share it, actually. I am going to share her article. Here. So give me just a moment to pull that up instead. I love uh, Virginia Interfaith's newsletter because you can view it in your browser. So that's easy. So same story from their Instagram post. Early voting is underway. Just a reminder here. Early voting starts on Friday, September 22. Both parties are encouraging people to vote early and VICPP is as well. Confirming who in your congregation has already voted allows you to focus your encouragement on those who haven't yet. Click below to find the location of early voting. So we are going to click that because I don't know where to go vote. Mm, so we're going to find out because, you know, 
Um, especially after my trip to D.C. last week. I know I, you know, I, I'm very serious about the politicians. I don't trust them in general. I'm very skeptical about anybody that says, vote for me and I'll set you free. Uh, a la The Temptations. Temptations, great music. My goodness, we need to bring back The Temptations. Uh, so, but, you know, I do agree. You gotta vote. It is a part of what you have to do. It is a, it's the easiest thing to do. Um, it's at the bare minimum of what you have to do, but you ought to vote. And again, if you haven't met a candidate, I don't know why you would vote for them if you haven't met somebody. Uh, or at least gone to one of their events and try to find out what the heck's going on with them. I don't know. Um, <clears throat> so let's take a look. Uh, for me, I'm in Richmond City, so I can go... Uh, you know, this isn't an easy-to-understand website. Um, what is this? Early voting begins September 22. All locations, in addition... I don't understand. Um, I'm actually confused. Can I, can I go here other days? This is a bad website. Typical government website, you know. Love the people that I met, in, in, as I told you. With the exception of the DMV, the post office, and, I don't know, the police. Most police. Some police are fine. Most of The institution's evil. But, you know, I get it. When we think government, we think DMV, TSA post office and all three fucking blow no doubt about that there's not one um nothing good to say about any of that but you know you other things here they try department of elections i'm sure they're trying so i'm thinking that i actually can go to these places and but you know certainly not going to go to city hall my goodness have you ever tried to go park around city hall ain't gonna happen terrible place uh to send people to go vote again typical typical government they don't uh, <laughs> But here's the Hickory Hill Community Center. Let's see. Apparently, I could get there in 17 minutes in my car. Uh, so maybe that's what I'll do today. Maybe. Probably, yes. Probably, I will. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, again, couldn't tell you. I mean, couldn't tell you what, who's on the ballot. But I, I can guess, right? Um we know the Congress gets reelected every two years. I don't know what the terms are in the Virginia House. Let's look that up. VA, House, and Delegates term. Uh, senators serve four-year terms. Delegates serve two-year terms. Okay. Easy enough. Uh, when am I going to vote? Um, yeah, I mean, a pretty bad website, right? You know, they don't understand. Uh, one thing I'll say about government, I think they try to keep these things clean and easy, but um, I... <laughs> can't tell you what's going on here uh very hard to understand website so you know um okay <laughs> oh boy uh i mean i you know what is going on here what is going on um wow so not really good information on you know what to do other than where to go certainly certainly nobody would a would certainly nobody could tell me uh who was being you know voted on um but i i don't know i don't know very sad uh that the website you know doesn't tell you anything about anything but not shot anyway early voting um good reminders there and again you know i always say meet a candidate right so i always say that you need to meet the candidate you need to understand who these people are and then hold them account hold them accountable hold them accountable so i love this from virginia interfaith uh 
register for a media candidates event. You've still got time for some of these. And we got Fredericksburg tomorrow, Suffolk Thursday, um, Virginia Beach. Let's see, are any of these near me? I probably already missed out on my. Oh, Henrico. I could go to Henrico. Um, League of Women Voters. I love that. Uh, yeah. I'll probably go to this. October 1. Wait a minute. Where am I going to be? Oh, nope. I can't. October 1. I'm going to be in D.C. Darn diddly arn. Darn diddly arn. Darn. Okay, well, another time. Uh, then again, I'm probably going to go vote today anyway, and I know who I'm going to vote for. So I feel pretty comfortable about that. Uh, never, you know, if you, if you do uh, want to learn more about your candidates great opportunities there from virginia interfaith center for public policy so of course we as always we will link to them as we uh do more again i'm sorry my camera's head in your face i don't know i'm still playing around with these things so what are you gonna do uh, again we would love to have you call in 804-446-0469 send us a text send us a picture or send us a video info at tln.one we want to hear from you we want to hear about what's going on at work we want to talk about how to organize get organized make your life better at work do better things get more money get that money labor dot money right uh if you ever need to remember our website it's so easy right www.labor.money how are you going to forget labor.money labor.money get that money www.labor.money True story. All right. Well, it is 10, 11 in the morning. We've been here for about a half of an hour. So uh, I think it's time, you know, since we were just talking about the fact that it's election. Uh, let's look. I'm going to try to find a sample Richmond ballot 2023 Virginia. Um, you know, sometimes people, sometimes these, they can help. Um, sometimes they can't. You know, sometimes they can't. Uh... I don't know. I don't know. You know, I, I again, I just think that if people are going to vote, they ought to. They ought to know who they're voting for, ish. I mean, can you definitely vote along party lines? Yeah, you can probably take a pretty good guess. I don't think there's a Republican out there who cares about working people, and even if they do, you know, none of the other Republicans do. So what are you going to do, right? I mean, I was a Republican for twelve years, for heaven's sake. You see my McCain, Palin, uh, sticker there. You see my Donald, all oh, my Donald Trump fell. You can see my Trump. My, Bush Cheney shit behind me. I voted for a lot of Republicans. I don't know. Um, I don't think I'll ever do that again. So, uh, if for no other reason, you know, even if there's one or two good ones, which there definitely are, uh, the rest of the org is crooked and they're just gonna don't care uh, about people. You know, if I were if I were rich, if I were making I don't know two hundred something thousand dollars a year more, um, I probably would vote Republican again. Yeah, yeah. If I ah uh, not not even that. I'd have to have some serious wealth. I think once I started having passive income, that's when I'd vote for a Republican again. Once I started having cash flow from multiple sources that was passive, absolutely. That's when you need to vote Republican. If you've got money that comes in by not directly working, uh, not just dividends, but I'm talking you own assets that produce short-term cash flow, vote Republican. They will help you out. But unless you're like that, which 99% of people ain't, uh, don't vote for them. Here we go. Uh, Virginia Senate, Lamont Bagby. Is he running against anybody? Maybe yes. <laughs> Maybe no. 
Um, so he's gonna win. Okay, well, don't worry about it then. Uh, yes, and you know, Ray's gonna win too. I met her. I like her. She seems to really care. I met him. Didn't care for him, but maybe it was just not a good day for him. I don't know. Um, so again, tried to find out who's on my ballot, but uh, can't because it, these government websites. I don't know. But go vote. Go vote. Uh, if you're a working person, I shouldn't have to tell you who to vote for. So <laughs> figure that one out pretty easily. And you really do need to go vote. As I've spent more time in these governmental agencies in the last couple of weeks, uh, unfortunately, the way that government works, and this is how I really should have been explaining this, is government can help you. I say that all the time. It's possible that it could help you. But here's something you definitely need to know. It's, it's kind of a weird thing because it's not a 50-50 split. See, if you put the wrong people in all this, they'll hurt you. They'll just come right at you and hurt you. It's a lot easier for government to hurt you than it is for government to help you. And that's sort of the sad part of reality, right? Um, because if anybody's going to help you, it's you yourself. You're going to change your vibration. You're going to bring in a better a life by getting organized, right? But if there's bad people in government, they will hurt that. If there's good people... They cannot help you as much as the other people can hurt you. So to me, I think about voting. I think keep the bad people out. Uh, and that's sort of where I am right now, spiritually and mentally. Is I'm not saying that there's a lot of good people that are elected in the office. Um, but what I am saying is you got to stop the bad people. And when I met the workers from the Fired Up campaign, my fellow fellow people like me that were, you know, none of us, uh, none of us have a college degree, none of us... Um, you know, we were all retaliated against for standing up for our rights. So I, I get it. I'm with working people, though. Am I really? I don't know. Not really. Uh, <laughs> which is a great reason. It's why I'm here. I just I try to bring you all in new information that you wouldn't otherwise have. My point is, just do go vote. I'm sorry that I've said other things about, you know, my skepticism there. Vote to keep the bad people out of office. If you look and you see some money on there, and you're like, I know that person ain't going to help me. Don't let him in. So let's talk about examples of that as we move on to Little Caesar, because it really is important. VA House, you know, we've looked at these damn House of Delegates uh, for a long time now, uh, and you know, we know that. I mean, some of them have some pretty crazy shit that they support, right? I mean, we've seen this a bajillion times. They, and you got that one guy, Buddy. We're never gonna forget Buddy because we've seen Buddy's signs. Buddy's, like, proud to be a son of a confederate, man. Like, nuts, bro. Nuts. Uh, so we're somewhere in the 50s. Uh, I'm going to point that out again just because it, it, it baffled me. It drove me crazy. Just baffled me. Uh, personal info. Sons of the confederate veterans hide over Dragoon Cannon. Um, a Dragoon, for those of you who don't know, you know, I play Final Fantasy and role-playing games, so you know a lot of Dragoons. But a Dragoon is typically a, somebody that would be on a horse. So mounted cavalry. A dragoon, so, you know, on a horse, may or may not have a lance or a gun. Uh, but either way, I, I just want to point out, really, really, really important. Buddy, Buddy could have left this profile blank, right? Remember, we saw Candy King, her profile. I loved it. Very simple. Female black. <laughs> I love that. Keep it simple. But Buddy, Buddy wants you to know, Buddy wants you to know that he is a son of a confederate, um, Again, I just want to point out that um, if we were, you know, in, in Germany right now and you were like son of the Hitler Youth, you'd be like, oh, my gosh, that's terrifying. No, we're not going to vote for somebody that was part of the Hitler Youth. Um, I don't understand how being a son of a Confederate is different. They waged war against the United States of America, which is fine. 
I'm all about a good war. I really am. It's Joan of Arc. But they lost. They're losers. As Donald Trump would tell you, they're losers. Okay? That's the key. They're losers. So your boy Buddy is very, very proud of his loser family. I can't believe that. Actually, I can't. I'm not shocked that the Virginia House of Delegates has some active Confederate members. I'm not surprised. That's why I don't want to be here. I think this place is a dump. I feel bad for the people that live in it. <laughs> it's terrible. I mean, are Northeast coastal elite cities better? A little bit. Um, maybe they're screwed up too. I mean, good grief. The mayor of D.C., you know, Marion Barry, the guy with... <laughs> I mean, come on. I'm not saying it's... it's but you know what? At least the people chose him. At least he wasn't a fucking slaveholder. I mean, Marion Barry did drugs. Bitch set me up. I get it. I can relate to that. I can't relate to being a son of a confederate. Um, I think we're on to Sally. We didn't do Sally. So we're going to start with Sally. This one seems to be a vacancy. So we'll do Sally, Matthew, James, Thomas, and, and Carrie. Yeah, we'll do five. All right. Uh, so we are in here. Sally Hudson, been here. Not very long, so we love that. Charlottesville, a great place. University of Virginia, special place to me. Mm-hmm. See again. Holy shit. Who is this person? She's a PhD from MIT and she went to Stanford. What the fuck? See, uh, again, you don't appreciate this. Uh, none of you do. Uh, gosh, none of you do. Lord have mercy. To get a PhD from MIT, we got to find Sally. How are we going to talk to Sally? PhD from MIT? You don't have any concept of how intelligent of a human being you have to do to be able to achieve that. Unbelievable. What is she doing in legislature? What is she? Committees, finance, health, welfare. That's good. Well, good grief. Hell yeah. Sexual assault survivors. Oh, this is great. That's fantastic. Um, unemployment compensation. Love that. Substance abuse counselors. Yeah. Look at that. All right. I mean, again, just a glance here. Uh, ranked choice. Hell yeah. That's cool. All right. All right. I'm down for that. I'm down for. Sally. Sally. Look at that. Dr. Sally. If you were to be technical, she holds a PhD. Holds a PhD from the, I don't know, arguably one of the top three scientific institutions in America. <laughs> MIT PhD. Are you fucking kidding me? And if she's in the House of Delegates, what the hell? I'd probably hang out with her. Talk some weird nerd shit. We gotta find out more about Sally. I love that. Wow. Oh, honey. PhD from MIT. Matt, uh, and also, uh, point out, she's not old. Love that. All right. Big wins for Sally. All right. Uh, Matt, Matt's been around in about a dozen years. So, you know, that's when it starts to become maybe you've been around too long. Just maybe, oh, that's why. She's in Charlottesville, UVA, home of academia. That's why she's got a PhD in MIT. Still, still amazing. Still very, very, very cool. Um, okay. Matt. Matt's been around for maybe a little bit too long, but we don't know. Uh, not that old. You know, not, not that bad. Another male, another business owner male. Oh, realtor, scary. Real estate, yikes. Um, What is this? Physical therapy. Eliminates the requirement that treatment by a physical therapist. What? I don't understand what that's about. What? Uh-huh. Uh, control of firearms. I, I can't tell if this is good or bad. What? Prohibits state agencies and public institutions. Preventing. Oh, no, bad. He likes guns. Terrible. Gosh, why do all these people love guns so much? 
in Virginia. It's like there's nothing. Well, I get it. You live in this crappy state with nothing to do but shoot each other. I get it. I hear you. All right. I, I, it seems like Matt's a gun nut. I don't know what to tell you. Again, um, you know, you can sponsor legislation. That's what you go here to do. These folks rarely do anything. They rarely do anything. And yet, you're like, oh, the law, the government, the law, blah, 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 blah. so fucking important. Uh-huh. Uh, 2010, I've eh, been there for a while. Uh, not nothing. You know, I worked in hotels 15 years. That's almost 15 years. It's a long time. I learned about as much as I'm going to learn. Um, a little, little, uh, not too old. I guess that's not bad. I don't know. I'm life member of the Wild Turkey Foundation. Uh, deacon? Well, I love a deacon. Um, hmm. Presbyterians are usually not bad. They're usually polite, nothing else. Usually farmer. Okay, well, maybe that's why you gotta have a gun. I get it. You know, maybe you actually do have a chicken coop that you gotta protect. I get that. Uh, I hear that. Uh, again, I just want to point out, look at how little this person did. I mean, my goodness, you know. You get sent to the house to write legislation to take care of your people. Yeah. This ain't it. This ain't it. What junk? Junk, junk, junk. He did one, two, three, four. Thomas C. Wright Jr. Goes by Tommy. Um, has been in the house far too long. That is too long. Twenty-something uh, years to be an elected office is not safe. It is dangerous. These folks amass power, clout, and they get lazy. Very scary. Um, you know, 61st District, lazy people here in the 61st District uh, voting for an incumbent. I also don't vote for incumbents a lot. One thing I do know is you know, got to keep it fresh. There's a lot of... Again, you don't understand how politics works. You've never been in in your life. You've never actually been friends or connected to a real politician. You know, Sailor Mars over here on top of being a union buster, her dad was in the House of Delegates. I feel like I've mentioned it before, but her dad was in the House of Delegates, and then he was a cabinet member in the state we grew up in. So I've been surrounded by these people a lot of my life. My family, the, my union family, they all spend a lot of time with these people. You know, I, very nervous. Very nervous. Uh, 1948. Again, I just want to point out, let's see, 48. Eisenhower won in 52, and he won in 56. Uh, so Harry Truman. Oh, yeah, Truman. Truman won in 48. Truman won. What am I talking about? 48. Truman, my favorite picture of all time, of all time, is when uh, Truman holds up the paper and says, Dewey defeats Truman. Perhaps one of the greatest pictures ever. Uh, that's when Tommy was born. So Tommy, um, I just want to point out, Tommy didn't see an iMac until he was 50. Is this guy, is this the person you want? Hell no. Hell no. He's too old. He's got to go. Again, oh, I love old people. We got, we got a lot. We got to do a lot better job in America taking care of old people. But writing legislation? No. You do not want legislators uh, that are this old. You really don't want executives. Older executives can be okay because they've got wisdom, you know. Um, they can be all right. But uh, legislators, uh, judges, no, 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 no. You want young ones. Although, luckily, um, because he's been around so long, he doesn't do anything anymore. See, look at this. He only is the chief patron of seven items, four of which are commendations. So uh, he's not working. You're paying him a full salary. He's doing nothing. But probably good. Uh, we don't want somebody this out of touch with reality. Um, Brown v. Board scholarship. What side of Brown v. Board was this guy on, though? I gotta wonder. Uh, you know what I mean? <laughs> somebody that old, you know. Again, I want to point out, this guy was six years old when um, 
it was finally okay for black girls to go to school with white kids, right? And it's black boys and girls. Uh, I'm, that's scary. This guy went to first grade and it wasn't legal for black kids to be in the same school as him. That's not somebody you want in office, okay? Again, maybe he is the nicest dad in the world. Maybe he is the best uncle. He might be the guy you want to go have a beer with, but he's not the guy you want writing legislation. Scary, scary, scary. We're going to and scary, scary, scary. So let's end with Terry because we did Sally, Matt, Matt. Yeah, we'll end with Carrie. Okay, Carrie. Um, Chesterfield and Hopewell, hell yeah, she's not near me. Uh, and she has been there. she's not been there that long, which we like. We like that. How does Terry describe herself? From Richmond, female, we like that. Uh, Chesterfield. Went to UVA, we love that. Great, great school. I love UVA. I'm a sucker for UVA. Elite public school. Very rare to have an elite public school. Maybe only two or so in the country. And that's one of them. Because, you know, it's formed by Thomas Jefferson. Fucking Monticello. It's a little ridiculous. Then you have R. She's been a lawyer for a while. So we get nervous around lawyers. But um, I like this, though. Very active with her school board. Women business owners. I love that. So, again, it looks like she's doing something good with that. Methodist, you can generally trust. Methodist, they're usually all right. Usually good. And I like that. Hopewell. Hopewell is a rough part of town. And for this lady to stand up for Hopewell, uh, which probably could be making a lot more money as an attorney, I like that. Actually, I think that's pretty cool. Uh, and let's see, what is she doing here? Um, a lot more than that other guy did who's just been around for, you know, been around for fucking 20 years or 14 years, you know, that last dude. Um, okay, student literacy. Yes. Ooh, expands literacy programs. Love that. Uh-huh. Incentives for teachers. We love that. Yeah, good. I love this. Carrie says, you know what? You should have to take a safety test if you're going to have a gun. God bless her. Um, Student literacy. Peer recovery. Yes. Peer recovery. Yes. Oh, this is good. We like Carrie. Uh, some of her stuff is actually not half bad. Not bad. Okay. Stalling. Okay, not terrible. All right, Carrie, not half bad. Not half bad. All right, we ended with Carrie. So then, of course, we're going to go on to VPAT. Here's the, 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 the problem. <laughs> Is that even if we like some of these folks sometimes, uh, it gets tricky because, you know, they're bought and paid for. So. Let's see here. We started with Sally. I wonder. <laughs> I can't repeat you. PhD, MIT. I don't think she cares about him. <laughs> None of you have ever met a PhD scientist. I, if you're a working person, you've never done that. I have. I, I was taught by them at Cornell University. Um, wow, one person gave her some money. That's big money. That's big. Holy shit. Well, over the course of a couple of years, though, but still, big money. Hey, IBEW, we like that. He's a PhD from MIT. She's probably the only person that can explain it. Electrical engineering in the gosh damn house. I mean, truthfully, right? Who the hell else is going to do it? Um, So not bad. I mean, whatever. Matthew Ferris. Who this? Maybe, maybe not. I'll just look it up. C. Hm. I can't find this person. At 1R, 2S's. Come on, they got to be a candidate. There we go. 
Somebody tried to, uh, oh, he's, look at that. He beat the person there. I like that. I like that. I like that. Although, it <laughs> makes you wonder. Oh, well, it doesn't hurt when the power company owns you. Right? What's the proper company? Hmm. Hmm. So, again, a lot of money. My point is that there's a lot of money. Uh, very scary. How much money? James E. Edmonds. Can you even look at this person? You might have skipped. Oh, no. The turkey dude. Turkey dude. I'm sorry. Uh, huh. James E. Edmonds. Let's look him up. Who's giving him money? The dentist. And the power company. And the cable company. And Alcho. Okay. I think it's obvious to know this person is not fighting for a working human being. Duh, duh. All right, let's look at uh, Tommy Wright. This guy. Man, some of these characters you elect are crazy. Again, been here too long. Luckily, isn't doing anything. Uh, yeah, of course, the Republican Party, another senator, right? Republican Party. Uh, the wine wholesalers, that's never good. Um, yeah. Right. Super. Been there for a long, and this is what happens. Been there for a long time, right? So you start seeing these big orbs start to, to carry them, right? So that's why we don't want people there for a long time. Very scary. And then we ended with Carrie. Let's see who's funding. Funding Carrie. At least she's a woman. <laughs> oh, terrible. Um, the power company, the realtors, the realtors, the home builders. Uh, builders, we can't trust people to build. I mean, you just can't. They were, are, well, Gosh damn it, Carrie. We kind of liked you for a hot minute, but turns out you're being funded by the builders and the realtors. Because if there's any group of people we certainly don't trust, it's the realtors and the builders. Can you trust them? Absolutely you cannot. Absolutely not. So there you have it. Little Caesar cheats you. Cheats you, right? And they do. Um, nobody from the government... You know, I mean, rarely. I mean, we, like, we met Brave Kassar last week. He seemed legit, but it's very rare. Uh, most of them are bought and paid for by the power company and the realtors. My goodness, how scary is that, right? So with that in mind, we'll switch gears here. And let's, I was going to read for a moment, then do an article, and then take a break. So I think we're going to do that. Because that wore me out, right? A uh, lot of folks out. So I, this is a little story. Let me take a sip here. Hold tight. Uh, this is also a story, you know, about, uh, obviously, this is Bill O'Reilly's Culture Warrior. If you've never read it, uh, don't. Uh, <laughs> I've read it. Uh, this book changed my life when I was a sophomore at Cornell University. I read it for the first time. Absolutely changed my perspective on many things. Uh... One of those great books, although Donald John Trump, Art of the Deal, great book too. Make sure we, we put that up there. It fell down. Um, make sure we turn and we can see that. <laughs> it's such a good book. I read Culture Warrior. I read I read Culture Warrior by Bill O'Reilly, and I read Ann Coulter's Slander. And at that point, my life changed. I was like, I want to be a Republican. Damn it. It makes so much sense. My point is this. These folks, they're good at what they do, right? Donald Trump good at what he does very clever um labor people you know they're good but they don't write good books not like this so sorry um 
these books are catchy. They tap into your feelings and they help you, you know, feel like there's somebody out there who's looking out for you. That was one of his other books. Who's looking out for you? Uh, terrible. So my point is, it, 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 you know, what is my point? What's my story? Well, it's this. I was in North Carolina, small little town where Sailor Mars lives near her parents. Uh, Sailor, I was walking around the community town and they had one of those little things you can take a book, leave a book. And I saw this and I thought, oh my gosh, if some child or somebody else reads this, they're going to do what I did for 12 years and it's not going to be healthy for their spirit. So I grabbed it because I thought this is a dangerous book and we don't want people to read it because it's very dangerous if you start to believe it. But thankfully, um, since it was published, I think things have you know gotten better. Uh, this was published 2006. I read it 07. Uh, luckily, since then, you know, I think Bill O'Reilly got me too, uh, which was sad because I really do, really did enjoy him in a lot of ways. I've watched, I've watched more Bill O'Reilly than anybody listening to this ever will. I, I've watched a ton of Bill O'Reilly. I own most of his books. I've listened to most of his books. Um, he understands people in a in a way also bill o'reilly went to vassar college a school for mostly girls and then went to harvard <laughs> kennedy school but, but again we've talked about this going to you know an ivy and elite school as a as a just as a graduate program a little bit different it's different now if you're like um holly was that her name holly we just saw with the phd from mit uh yeah or sally sally holly, i'm bad at names sally went to stanford you know so Sorry, in the family. Uh, I get it. My point is, I'm going to read from Culture Warriors. I think it's important that you understand how powerful these folks are and how good they are at their job. From Culture Warrior Bill O'Reilly. Organized religions also tend to oppose unbridled personal gratification and the idea that the individual is the center of the universe. In fact, just on just about every moral topic, the SP playbook and traditional Bible passages are at odds. SP is what Bill calls secular progressives. So for the SP agenda to succeed, religion in America must be de-emphasized, just as it already has been in Western Europe and Canada, where secular progressives have made huge gains. Looking at the entire battle zone, we can see the American SP generals have learned that goal number one is to secularize the American public school system in order to drive children away from religion and into the SP camp. And what is the most wondrous spray of religion worldwide? Why Christmas, of course. Little kids seeing a manger display just might develop a curiosity about this baby Jesus person. What's this Christmas deal all about anyway? There is no danger of that happening with winter solstice or a holiday tree, is there? So that was from Bill O'Reilly, the culture warrior. Uh, he makes a point. Oh, also we use our our cards from the King and Queen deck of England. This is Richard III. Richard III. Another victim of propaganda, Richard III. So, you know, Bill O'Reilly, interesting points, right? Look at how he took something very big and nebulous, like, oh, they're coming after your kids in the public schools, and he tied it to Christmas. That is very clever. It's very smart. Are, are people in labor doing that? Hell no. Are progressive Democrats doing that? Absolutely not. They, you know, we... we <laughs> We try to share some progressive and and working people oriented orgs all the time, and I think you would agree that as much as we love them, their websites are complicated and hard to understand. I mean, I just tried to find out who was going to be on my ballot and vote early, couldn't figure it out. Uh, Bill O'Reilly, on the other hand, makes it very simple. 
The public schools are coming after your children. They're getting rid of Christmas danger, right? Very simple to understand message. And you have to kind of go, huh, well, yeah, I mean, I'm a devout believer in the one true God. Of course I am. There's nothing but the one true God. I say that every day. Everything is vibration. We're divine spiritual creatures on this experience. Of course, we're sent here from God. Duh. You know, uh, I I particularly like, uh, and I am in this lifetime, resonant with the Catholic message in the Catholic way, a lot of other ways to get to God. But for this lifetime, it seems like Catholicism in the area. So I love, uh, I love Christmas. I love Christmas. I cry a lot during Christmas. It's sort of my least and most favorite holiday at the same time. But I get his point, right? I get his point. You know, I talk about my, my Catholic school upbringing all the time because public schools scared the Jesus out of me. Um, I love public school teachers. I think they're probably the most undervalued and abused group of people in America because I, I know public school teachers. They're, you know, the students of public schools, they're treated, they, they can do whatever they want. They, they don't learn anything because they're being taught, you know, curriculum set by, again, in Virginia, the House of Delegates, you know, writes the curriculum. People like Buddy, a fucking Confederate general uh, son, he writes the curriculum. I mean, do we want, uh, Sally to be the one writing it? Yeah, we wish we had more MIT PhDs writing the curriculum, but we don't. Instead, we've got a lot of buddies born in the fucking 50s who are still writing about the war of northern aggression. So I get it. Bill's not half wrong. Your public schools are kind of scary, right? Um, and then, you know, you've got Buddy and these fucking old people from the Eisenhower administration writing the curriculum. Uh, and then, you know, on top of that, you've got the government and at in general, saying, oh, we don't want to talk about God in the public school. So there's no God in the schools. The teachers can't teach. And the curriculum's run by Buddy the fucking Confederate general. So, yeah, I can understand why people like Bill O'Reilly and they understand, like, hey, maybe the schools aren't that great. Maybe the, there's something going on here. It is weird that people hate Christmas. I don't understand why people are afraid of God. Uh, makes me nervous to not have um, a manger in the public square. Uh, you have false gods. You know, Moses warned you against this. All the other holy books warn you against this. When your God is little Caesar, when your God is the government, uh, yeah, things start to fall apart really quickly. So, you know what? Good for Billo pointing that out. And that's why I followed him around for 12 years, because they make strong points about things that I know to be true, and you know to be true as well. There are, you know, the public teachers, not your enemy. The people writing the curriculum, Oh, yeah, when it's the House of Delegates run by Buddy, Marie, and the rest of the team from the fucking 50s uh, who want to go, you know, shoot up the place. Um, Bill makes a point, and that's why we read. That's why we read. You know, these are not people we agree with a lot, but we have to understand their tactics. Bill O'Reilly, three million people watched him a day. Uh, nobody's watching me like that. Nobody's watching other labors like that. So, you know, we've got to learn what they do, and we've got to respect it. So that's something to think about. And that's what we're going to read every day from Bill and Donald and people that are actually successful. Uh, you've got to learn what they do. So with that in mind, as uh, before, we, before we reset here and I go get changed, I always, always, always have to give a shameless plug for the Red Derby. We love the Red Derby. So before I go, always a shameless plug for the Red Derby, 14th and Quincy. Um, nobody there 
you know, would tell you that they support or believe anything I say on the show, but they love me anyway. It is Tuesday at the Red Derby. Tuesday, one of my favorite nights to be there, quite frankly. Is it perhaps my favorite night uh, to be there? Yes. Yes, it is. Nothing like a chill Tuesday night, hanging out with Joe, Arthur, or whoever, whoever is there. I think it's Arthur these days, uh, but this is a picture of Joe. Joe, the bartender we love. History does not repeat, but it does rhyme. That's Joe. Come on in for Tecate and Tendi Tuesday. $3 Tecate. Uh, Tecate, half-price chicken tenders. Uh, 5 p.m. until close. And, of course, always 24-7, 365. You get their happy hour. $3.50 Lucky Pick beers. Uh, or tequila whiskey shots. So you will never get a better deal than that at the Red Derby, in D especially in D.C. You're just not going to get a better deal. So I want you to go there tonight. Uh, it is fall season, so hopefully we're starting to play some cribbage, maybe play some chess. I know Joe and Arthur both play chess. Go play some chess. Uh, don't bother Jerry or whomever the other regulars are going to be there. I was there last Tuesday, hung out with uh, Joe and Ari upstairs. That was fun. We made some little wanted posters for my little visit on the hill. So we love the Red Derby. We want you to go there, buy some Takate, uh, get your Takate with the lime like me, then get some tendies. When I get the tendies, I get my Old Bay fries. I do some chutney on the side and some ranch. I hope you do as well. And with that in mind, I will be, I'll be right back as I get changed.
All right, we are back. It is 10.51 here on the morning show. I'm Tony Miller, your host. You can see my information right there. <laughs> TonyMiller.club, that's how you can get a hold of me. All of my contacts right there, even my address here in Richmond. Uh, what did I change into? Well, I changed into our fired up shirt. So what, uh, you know, what is that all about, right? For one, we're going to get this camera and not be so up on me. Uh, we're fired up, right? So just a little reminder about fired up. We're going to share their information here. Fired up, again, it's a, it's a coalition, a hybrid, a solidarity network of um, Jobs with Justice, Great Folks, Unemployed Workers United, UWU, and the Coworker Solidarity Fund. Uh, we talked about these folks last week we talked about uh, my visit to dc with them right where there we go we went and saw congressman greg kassar uh we hung out with betty at the department of labor we love them so this is a great org they help people like me that have been retaliated against for standing up or their rights in the workplace. So uh, we love them. Again, we were there as part of Unemployed Workers United, right? Great folks here at UWU. Um, you can check them out right there. Wonderful folks focused on supporting working people, right? Working people. Uh, Nady, love Nady. And the team, we, we got to spend time with a lot of these wonderful folks last week who really care about taking care of workers who have been retaliated at work. So we love, um, again, we shared their blog before. Their blog's pretty fun. <laughs> I, I think the blog's good. It, it makes me chuckle. Uh, as you know, I'm kind of an old person at heart, so... You know, I don't understand memes and things. Again, I make fun of all these people in the House of Delegates that were born in the 50s. But truthfully, if you met me and got to know me, you'd be like, Tony, weren't you essentially born in the 50s with your old man personality? Uh, yes. Sometimes yes. Um, you say you value your employees, but my paycheck determined that was a lie. It's a picture of Maury Povich. So, <laughs> Maury Povich. Um, highly, highly recommend that you check out their blog at Unemployed Workers United. And, of course, we are going to link to that as well. Awesome. All righty. Again, fire, fire it up uh, with Unemployed Workers United, Jobs with Justice. Great, great folks, great people. Love them. But because we are back uh, and, you know, it's, it's close to the beginning of our second hour of broadcast here, we're going to read the news. We think it's really important that if people think that the news is real, then we give it to them. I don't know. So we're going to go over. We're going to go to Google. We're just going to say, what's Richmond news? And we're going to see what pops up. Um, because we know it's junk. We know it's going to be junk. But gosh, it's always kind of fun to see what kind of junk it is. Right? So let's read the news. And we are going to find, we found WWBT. Their NBC, NBC 12, 
here in Richmond, Virginia, capital of the Confederacy, and proud of it. Right? So let's see what... Oh, there we go. That camera is wigging out. So sorry about that. Probably didn't like that I've been switching back and forth. Hold tight. All right. Still a little bit of lag there. Hold tight. Uh, we'll switch over back to this one. That's fine. Even though I don't like how much it's in my face, but that's fine. Um, another, you know, great point as we always talk about these websites, right? They're riddled, just riddled with ads. We love seeing a good ad. We love ads. There's ads everywhere. The whole place is ads, right? <laughs> Nothing but ads. Ads are bad. Uh, man found shot multiple times in the Henrico ditch. Do you really need to know that? Of course you don't. They just want you to click and they want you to dwell on the sadness and the misery of others. Dirty Laundry, Don Henry, great song. Richmond leaders uh, moved to put possible gaming tax revenue towards childcare. Okay. Fire reported at VC Siegel Center. Guess what? There was a fire. Uh, the fire department took care of it or they didn't. You don't need to know about it, right? Uh, fatal crashes again. Powerball. Oh, yes. The fucking lottery. My gosh. If there is one thing that poor people, myself included, uh, love, it's the lottery, right? We're going to get out of this mess. We're going to get out of it with $835 million. First of all, you wouldn't know what to do with $835 million. You always see these things, right? Somebody wins the lottery and then they end up killing themselves because they don't know what to do with the money. Neil Levine fired me from Shameen Hotels for organizing top of his class two times, Wharton School of Business at the University of Pennsylvania. He would know what to do with $835 million. Tony Miller, uh, you know, top, top mind here. I could figure it out. Most people couldn't. And we talk about Dharma all the time. And we also talk about manifestation and vibration, right? This is a fun little lesson for me because I love this. You can vibrate a life of winning in the lottery. I, I literally own a book that's called How to Manifest the Lottery Win. I do. Vibration is everything. I'm a Catholic too. I mean, I'm a, you know, a Buddhist, Catholic, all of it. All of it, all of it, all of it to connect to the one true God. If you want to vibrate and win big money, you can. Nothing's going to stop you. It might be very difficult, but you can. But you got to ask yourself, what am I going to do with it? And the truth is you wouldn't know what to do with that kind of money. You'd go nuts. Uh, you'd go crazy. And that's why for you, don't play the lottery. You want to you wanna get more money? You want to vibrate a life of health and wealth? Yes. The lottery is not the way to do it. Getting organized, getting fired up, organizing at work. That's the way to do it. So again, get your crystals, get your prayer book, get whatever it is you need to get into the vibration. But I use these little crystals, you know, little crystals. Uh, I'm going to change my vibration into health and wealth. I'm going to get organized. You'll have more luck there than with the lottery. VCU joins hazing prevention program. Well, that's probably a good. The greats of the game return to their minion energy ad. Yes. We don't want to see the news. We don't care about what's going on. We want ads. Uh, Richmond, stop hazing. Yeah, okay. I don't know. Hazing, uh, hazing. What can I say about hazing? My fraternity doesn't haze anymore, which is, you know, kind of sad, right? I love when we uh, used to do hazing. Hold tight. We're going to fix this camera. Uh, the reason we're going to fix the camera is because, you know, it's so funny we talk about hazing. Uh, hazing, you can see my 
you can see my pledge paddle over here if I look the right way. There we go. Just needs a little reset. So you can see my pledge paddle over here. You know, hazing. We got I got the shit. Maybe not the shit beat out of me. Is that a cool play? Well, we had a crazy pledge master, but I like hazing. Uh, hey, you know, we don't haze anymore at Delta Five Cornell, which is a real change for me. But I'll tell you, since we don't haze anymore, it means that I can tell you all the crazy shit we used to do, right? I mean, I'm covering a kitty leader, covering barbecue sauce, kind of in isolation and for hours and hours. It was great. It was great. It was great. Had a lot of fun. Had a lot of fun. I uh, had to drink a lot of Frank's Red Hot. My goodness, Frank's Red Hot. Woof! You get a question wrong, Frank's Red Hot. Don't know the Greek alphabet, Frank's Red Hot. So, uh, you know, we love a little bit of hazing every now and again. It was good for me. But what can you do? No more hazing, according to Richmond News. All right. With that in mind, let's get over to some real news. Because, again, that was junk news over at whatever the fuck or what that just was. Um, you need a union. You know, you need a union like you need a car, right? Lots of different cars out there. Uh, trucks, cars, minivans, big vans, whatever. Lots of different cars, lots of different unions. We love them all. Uh, we think all of them are, you know, trying to fight for working people, and that's what matters, right? So, gonna flip over again to um, one of our friends at Major Union here. Uh, you love them. SAG AFRA, we love them. SAG AFRA, Screen Actors Guild, radio, right? Wonderful, wonderful stuff going on there. Um, right from the SAG AFRA website. SAG AFRA members approve video game strike authorization vote with 98% yes vote. Again, um, you can read the details on this. Doesn't really, the details don't matter to me. Because as I tell you every day, we don't listen, but I do tell you every day. The story is the same since the beginning of time, right? The story is always the same. Somebody has power, somebody else doesn't, and somebody needs to take the power back, right? So in this case, points out that video games, gee whiz, shocker, they're super duper expensive, and the video game companies make boatloads of money. Meanwhile, um... The SAG after members who are doing, you know, work on these video games, uh, they're not. You know, wages don't keep up with inflation. Uh, AI gets abused on on people like voice actors, like this, especially in video games, right? I mean, you know, obviously, <laughs> you know when you're getting phonied up. If you heard Marlon Brando's voice on AI tomorrow trying to sell you a juicy juice, you would know it's baloney. But imagine a video game where they take somebody who you might not know very well anyway, and then they do sequels to the video game or other uh, parts of the video game, and they use that person's likeness and voice. That's terrible, right? That's terrible. Uh, so we've got to stand up for these folks. To quote Fran Drescher, president of sag After, also known as the nanny uh, named Fran uh, as well, and I love that. It's time for the video game companies to stop playing games and get serious about reaching an agreement on this contract. Um... The result of this vote shows our membership understands the existential nature of these negotiations and that the time is now for these companies, which are making billions of dollars and paying CEOs lavishly, to give our performers an agreement that keeps performing in video games as a viable career. Absolutely! Get him, Fran. The nanny named Fran. 
We love Fran. Fran Drescher. Uh, Nanny and also president of SAG after. You gotta love that, right? Can you imagine all this shit's going down and Fran's like, oh shit, I'm in charge? Ah, oh, fuck me. You know, I, I thought I was just here to make a funny sitcom with, uh, you know, the Shaughnessy or whatever the guy was. He was on As the World Turns and then he was on Mad Men. <laughs> um, but it's a great point, right? You love video games. Everybody plays video games. I play video games. These days I mostly get high and watch people play video games, but I used to play a lot of video games. Um, do I necessarily think video games need voice acting? No. <laughs> My favorite video games are the ones without it because I'm old. Uh, but, you know, it's a great point. Like, they're going to do this work. People these days come for these big video game experiences, and, you know, the, the talent needs to be needs to be paid to measure it with the work. Duh! So, again, story is old this time. Moses to Pharaoh, let my people go. The only way, whether it's video game workers, UAW car workers, electricians at IBEW, whatever, 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 Richmond City workers, Shamin Hotel workers, it doesn't matter. The only way to get is is to get organized, right? You know, football, it's football season. You all love football. You love football. Every one of your favorite footballers is in a union. They're in a union. They've had a union for 60 years. We've read about it. You know, come on. Get with the program. Get a union. From SAG after. All right. Well, as we do every day after we talk about some news, uh, we've got to read the sign. Keep it light. Keep it funny. Um, again, scandal in the sun. SA foregoes. Some investment gives slope a 35K. What the hell? Uh, while about 65000 is usually invested in the endowment fund, the SA is considering a partial donation of about 35000 The remainder would be invested in the endowment fund. Though we might have to find 30000 to 40000 to contribute, we don't know how much the amount will be yet, said SA President Ryan Lavin 09. Hmm. Well... Uh, again, uh, you know, as I point out every day, if your kids end up at an elite school, Cornell University, something like an elite school, they're going to end up in these networks of power. You know, I think it's funny to, you know, when this article was written, uh, President Lavin was 21 years old, a 21 year old playing around with, you know, $3 million student budget. That's pretty interesting, right? Pretty interesting that these youngsters start playing around with that kind of money at such a young age. And it only goes upwards from there, right? So that's super duper important to remember. Uh, you know, at the age of, I don't know, uh, 21, you know, when they start graduating college, they start making big money, right? We talked about that in, um, as we shared the College of Engineering, Cornell University kids, college engineering, making 80 something thousand dollars, $86,000 a year coming out of college, right? That is insanity. Where do they get started? Well, they get started at Cornell University or Harvard or Yale or Princeton, right? Um, they do that nonsense, and then they just go upwards from there. 
the party never ends. Uh, and if you expect it to, I think you're just disappointing yourself. And remember, you know, these folks end up running big companies. They practiced at a young age at things like Slope Day, right? Uh, I was a child when, when this when this meeting happened, because this meeting, this article's from a Friday, so I think the meeting was on a Monday or Tuesday, where they basically told us Slope Day wasn't going to happen. And we're like, no, hey, man, you don't understand. And these were these were adult administrators, right? Uh, these were serious people telling us that, you know, we're not going to have slope day. Um, and we were like, well, you know, fuck you. We got news for you, baby. We are going to have slope day. <laughs> so funny story. Uh, slope day, greatest party ever. There's a picture of me on slope day. I think that was slope day 2012, my last slope day eating what I believe is a goat leg. I think so. Backyard of my fraternity. Lenroth, Lenroth, Villa of Ezra Cornell, right? So again, just pointing out that these people, they get into networks and they, they only go upwards, right? You know, we saw, uh, you know, these companies, they're run by these Ivy Leaguers and they don't care about working people because again, they're kids, right? Even if they came from working backgrounds, by the time they're in college, they're playing with these big budgets. They're moving onwards and upwards with life. And they will forget about the working people in 10 seconds. So just remember, you know, these people, especially the ones that get their name in the paper, you know, they're going to leave you behind. Although I will say, uh, I still do know this President Lavin fella. He actually does care about working people. But uh, most of the other names that I've read in this paper, they definitely don't. Um, although I will tell you, the guy that we said here that was the mayor, he does. <laughs> so, actually, some of, people, some of these people do. Eh, what the hell? Some of them don't. <laughs> or like I pointed out yesterday, they end up getting graduate. You know, they end up graduating and then getting either big fancy more degrees, MBAs, lotteries, etc. And they take on these big money uh, jobs so that they don't have debt. And you know, part of them taking on these big money jobs is they have to crush working people. So I don't know what to tell you. It's pretty dangerous, right? All right. Um, again, hold tight. Our Ivy League nonsense. These people are getcha. They will getcha. Slope day, greatest party ever. What's next? <laughs> All right, next up, we've got an article. Uh, we're, it's an article that we showed before, but I really liked it, so I'm going to keep sharing it. Do-do-do-do. And it's from our friends at AFL-CIO, and it doesn't matter which union you want to end up getting involved with, you need a union like you need a car, AFL-CIO might be the car for you. So we talked about the union difference, and we're going to do that again today as we do the math, not the math, we're going to do the math, not the math. Because again, if you want to do the math, you should watch breaking bad breaking bad great show do the math with them all right so again from the union difference what is that graph showing again we link to the graph so you'll look at the graph in full uh, a bit more uh before we do the math but it tells you basically it says you know if i am a 
Uh, we did the example of a black man. I'm, you know, if I'm non-union, I'm making seven ninety-eight a week. If I am union, I'm making a thousand dollars twenty-two a week. So it's kind of like, you know, what's the difference for me if I'm in a union versus if I'm not? Is there a monetary difference, and if so, how much? And again, you know, this is just one of many sources, right? We know that you can go to the Commonwealth Institute (TCI). We talked with Laura from TCI about this as well. Laura showed us uh, from their perspective, you know, as a think tank perspective, uh, how can how can they demonstrate that workers and unions are making more money? And they have their own research for that. So lots of different ways to show that when you're in a union, uh, you, you never make more money. So we did Black Man uh, last week. Today, let's do Latino woman. So a Latino woman, now they're telling me in this site uh, that non-union they're saying that the take home well maybe not take home the pay per week non-union is 684 but that's a week right okay and they're telling me that over on the union side the union uh if i'm working at a union they're saying and it doesn't have to be afl-cio uh, it doesn't necessarily have to be with them right uh, they're saying that you make 955. So what does that look like annually, right? All right. So we're going to do the math, not the math. And we know that if we're going to do the math, that we've got to take that 684 week, right? And we're going to say, well, there's 52 weeks in a year. What am I making a year if, with that, right? Units cancel. Mrs. Shock gets angry for unit cancel. Alrighty. So we're going to do 684 times 52 weeks in a year. And that is not a shopper. Comes out to be 35568 $35,568 per year. Hmm. Okay. Uh, we know, we know that even if we're in a, you know, we're not in a union, healthcare is really expensive. We know from that United Way Alice budget that we always share, we're thinking in ourselves, well, uh, I got to be earning close to 70 grand if I'm not getting any union benefits like health. Um, I'm making 35 grand without a union. That's not even close. That's about halfway, about halfway. So you need to have two people in the house working like this just to make ends meet the family. We're not even to have a good life to make ends meet. But now let's look at what it means to be in the union. They they showed us over here on the chart, wrong way, this chart here, that at the union worker, I'm a Latino woman, making $9.55 a week. So we're going to take that $9.55 a week. We're going to multiply that times 52 weeks in a year, right? Units cancel. All right. And that's a much bigger number. That's $49,660. All right, per year. So you would agree that this is the math, right? We did the math. We're, we're being honest. 35 or 49, which is more, right? Well, we know <laughs> intuitively that that 49, 660, we're going to round that up. We're going to round it up. We're going to round that up to 50 grand because 49, 660 pretty damn close to 50 grand a year and we're gonna round 35 5 6 8 we're gonna round that we're gonna round that uh 
to 35k. And this is about 50k. Okay? 35 to 15 and 50k. What's the difference? Well, that's easy to do. We do 50k minus 35,000. That's 15 grand, right? So if you're in a union just on compensation alone, money, just on money, $15,000 or more a year if you're in a union. That's a lot, right? That's a lot. Uh, that extra 15000 you know, that's what it will allow you. Plus, we know that if you're, you know, if you're with one of the good unions, uh, you're probably going to bring health care costs out, so you're probably going to walk out a lot more than that. And it costs you nothing. A little bit of dues, teeny dues, that's it. If somebody offered me $15,000 and then said all I have to do is pay a few hundred bucks in dues to get that, free money. That's literally free money. Um, you're never going to get free money from your boss. So if you want free money like that, you got to get it from, I don't know, either the lottery or the union. I'm going to tell you, the union's a lot easier. <laughs> it's a lot easier to get organized, form a union, and demand from your owner what you're worth as opposed to uh, winning the lotto. So stop winning, playing the fucking lottery. Uh, I stopped playing. You know, uh, get organized. That's really what you need to do. So great article from our friends at AFL-CIO. Uh, we've shared it before, but we will share it again because it really is good. And, um, you know, it really points out what a union can do for your life in terms of getting more money, right? Labor. That's why our website, we're labor.money, www.labor.money. We know that money is what's important. We know that money is what matters. So I get it. I'm going to go ahead and flip over to Instagram again. Uh, one of the things we saw is that we have a lot of articles that get shared over Instagram. And yours truly, even though I am truly an old person at heart, I'm an old person at heart. Maybe I should be in the Virginia House of Delegates. Just teasing. You don't want me in the House of Delegates. I would do nothing but cause trouble. Again, shameless plug here for our Instagram, labor.pains.show. Follow the Labor Network. Labor Pains, our podcast. we got to get more interviews. And we're supposed to have some folks soon. Hopefully we will. But check us out. Please follow us. We, we, we try, you know, on our stories and shit. I really do try not to, like, share junk. Hate that hate strong word. I really don't like when people to share shit. Like, I'm sharing something that's probably going to be my own content or I really, really like somebody else's. That's their own content. So we try not to give you junk. Uh, you'll see here. Uh, our posts, they really are our posts. You know, we're, we're, we want you to see stuff that matters, not junk. But I have saved quite a few articles. Uh, a lot easier to go through them on the morning show here, right? So, for what? We're going to work our way backwards. USA Today. USA Today, Gannett, Cornell University, terrible. Uh, but this was shared by Unite here. Hilton Hotel Brains to bring back automatic daily service. You need this, right? You need housekeepers going to work. Your rooms are gross. Your rooms are nasty. Your rooms are messy. Uh, you need the housekeepers, and they deserve good money. The Ahoans, we talked about Ahoa, evil Indians. They're all Indians, the Asian-American hotel owners. There ain't no fucking Korean, Japanese, Chinese, Thai, Indonesian. No, all Indians, it's a lie. Ahoa. Uh, Ahoa. We shared them before, but I think we haven't shared them in a while. Um, these are folks... Uh, they, again, they don't really tell you who they are. They're very scared of telling you who they are. They um, they claim to be the Asian-American hotel owners. Again, won't say anything but Indians. Um, 
They're horrible, horrible people. All of them, every last one of them hates hotel workers. You should read about them. They're very scary, very dangerous. They're worth combined. They're worth billions of dollars. Um, I've worked for a Hoens. Neil Amine speaks. He's a keynote speaker for them. They absolutely hate women. They absolutely, especially hate black and brown women. Um, the policies that they have at their hotels slash and slice their dignity. They're terrifying. These are scary people. You've got to watch out for them. Um, they own you know, 3.1 million guest rooms, 60% of hotels. Again, mostly cheap hotels. So mostly Choice, Wyndham, uh, America's Best Value. They don't own the really good ones, but they own a lot of Hilton. Hilton does a lot more business with them than Marriott. Uh, if you go around, you go around to their hotels, you say, who you know, you find that they're more Hilton brands. Uh, Marriott, good Mormons. They are wary of these people. These people are racist, uh, class warfare mongers. They hate, hate Hispanic women. They hate black women. I don't know which one they like least. We'd have to ask the Ahoans. I think it does depend. Um, you know, when I was in Texas, they definitely hate Hispanic women more. Uh, when you're on the East Coast and other major cities, they hate black women more. Uh, it really depends on where you are. But they are dangerous people. And uh, you've got to be nervous for them. So Unite Here really tries to fight them time and time and time again. Uh, Unite Here fighting these folks, right? Um, they're, they're Unite Here fighting for housekeepers to get back in the game. Uh, Ahoa fighting against them. Ahoa would rather you never have a room cleaned. Uh, they don't want you to check in at the desk. They want you to use your app, right? They don't want to pay people. They want to charge you $300 a night. But they want to keep all that money for themselves. And they don't even spend it because they're all cheap Indians. Terrible, terrible people. I've worked for them for many, 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 many years. Um, they're dangerous. Ahoa is dangerous. The white guys, I know, we're always shitting on white guys named Brad and Jennifer here. But honestly, if your hotel's owned by a Brad and a Jennifer, it's probably going to be better than if it's owned by a uh, you know, Patel. Um, somebody named VJ Patel or something Patel. In fact, you can see here. Let's go back to them. I got to go back to them. Um, they're all named Patel. You should look them up. They're scary, dangerous, dangerous people. We're going to talk with them often. So good for you, Knight, here for fucking with them. Right? Uh, from Perfect Union. I like this one, too. You know, this is, again, IRS. Nobody likes the IRS, right? I can't stand them. Um, everybody cheats on their taxes. That's a given. But rich people cheat the most. And, you know, you, you have to think about how stupid this is, right? From an economic perspective or an engineering perspective, it's inefficient to go after poor people. Poor people don't have any money. Uh, you know, if poor people cheat on their taxes, even if you catch them, they're not, they don't have any money to pay. Go after uber wealthy people. You catch them, they're going to pay. Even if, even if they don't pay what they really owe, to get them to pay a little is a lot more than all the poor people combined. Um, you don't understand that because you don't understand math and money. And because you don't understand that, people are able to take advantage of you. So, you know, I know this intuitively, right? I'm Grok. With, I, I have a Grok understanding of this knowledge. I know that catching 1% of the top 1% is going to get you more than catching 90% of the bottom 90%. You don't know what I just said. You have no concept of it. Um, you don't understand what I mean. And that's, you know, that's okay. That's not your dharma. But um, truly, got to go after the rich. And get a little, getting a little teeny bit from a rich person is better than getting a lot from a poor person. That you do understand. So, you know, fuck yeah, you got to get the IRS, dude. That's stupid. 
Um, art, we love art. Always be talking art. So Christopher Mudgett found them earlier to earlier uh, yesterday, I think. Um, you know, good, good, cool paintings and sketches from him. Really neat shit. So I like that. Uh, great post here from Perfect Union, Volume One. Truer words have never been spoken. Billionaires, in my opinion, don't have a right to exist. The very existence of billionaires shows us that we have an economy that is working for the benefit of the few and not the many. All right. Uh, Sean Fain of UAW. He's doing the math, not the math, right? But Sean gets it. What Sean is telling you here is really hard to understand. A lot of people at elite institutions like Cornell and Harvard, Yale, Princeton, all of them, they're going to tell you he's wrong. They're going to tell you that, of course, it's fine that a billionaire exists. It means that everything in the market is moving efficiently and effectively. Hmm. There's nothing wrong with generating billions or trillions of dollars in revenue and capital. That is fine. But Sean's point is that no singular human being needs to possess a billion dollars themselves. You cannot spend that kind of money. And remember, you think that you're an ape, that you're here on this planet and that things are random. That's not true. You are a divine spiritual being going through an earthly experience. And if you understood that, you would understand why we don't need a person of that much money. Because you're going to die. And then you're going to, maybe you come back again, uh, like the Buddhists would tell you on the wheel. But, you know, hopefully for living a good life following your dharma. And you're like, I get the fuck out of this place. I'm going to a higher power. Uh, some people call it capital. I don't know. No person can spend a billion dollars. Ah, if ever there were somebody that could probably spend a billion dollars, probably me. I have no problem with people spending a lot of money. I like spending money. I like having money. Um, working people tend generally, in my experience of spending 15 years with working people, working people don't know what to do with a lot of money. That's okay. You know, they, that's why they fight. That's why we're fighting for them for fair wages, right? I've never met a working person that's gone to an owner and said, you know, I really deserve a million bucks. No, they're they're like, man, I deserve a few dollars more an hour. I got to put put food on the table, right? And that's honest. I love that. People like me, people like my buddies at Cornell, um, better schools in Cornell as well, they actually do need more money to fulfill their life's meaning in Dharma. They do. They don't need a billion dollars, you know? Uh, Tony Miller, if I got, you know, could I probably make a few million dollars a year and spend it all and live a, a good life? Few, few million. Let's say one, two, three, something like that. And I could live a incredibly wealthy and prosperous life. If you talk to people in Europe, European CEOs, they're notorious for this. You know, they might they take a few hundred grand, they take maybe a million bucks, but they get all the pennies. But that's it. They stop because they realize they couldn't possibly spend it. Um, you know, leaving money to your children. Okay, a little bit here there. Quite frankly, I don't believe in that. I believe in a one hundred percent death tax. But uh, you don't understand that, so that's okay. But Sean's right. The fact that the economy exists in a way that a person or persons can control that much well, that's a failure. That means the government hasn't done its job, right? That means that the fail that the other balancing piece of this equation is wrong. And Sean is brilliant to point that out. Nothing wrong with a lot of money. Nothing wrong at all. I intend to have a lot of money. I intend to have millions of dollars in my life at some point. Surely I will. Because I can handle that. Do good work with it. But a billion don't need it. Couldn't tell you what to do. Uh, I, I tell this all the time when I talk about Neil, I mean, of Shameen Hotels, right? 
Um, Neil Amin invited us over to his house. You know, the guy makes hundreds of millions of dollars a year. You saw that in our hotel math video. Has a normal car. He has a less nice car than I do. He has like a, you know, whatever, a Tesla. His wife lives at Kia. Their house had no real art. It had art from like at home. Disgusting. Well, uh, it was an okay house. Nothing special. The bigger than any house that a working person's ever going to live in, the bigger than any house that I'll ever go in. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Numerous fraternity brothers of mine and college friends have nicer houses than he did. So does he really need hundreds of millions of dollars a year? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Um, there's been a word that's around for a long time. It's called greed. That's one easy way to look at it. I think if I were giving you a lecture as a child, I would say, you know, a child can understand that that's greed. Um, but I, you know, I, I love that clip from Sean. So super good work there, Sean. Great job. What else? Oh, this is from the Johnson Museum, the Johnson Museum of Art at Cornell University. We love the Johnson Museum. Um, go there anytime you're on campus if you can. It's always free, I believe. Great view of Cayuga Lake if you want to see it. So we love that. This is story work, The Prince of Marie Watt from the collections of Jordan Schnitzer and his family foundation. Um cool blanket story here too i love that so we love that we love that from the johnson museum more great art here uh good grief i i don't know which piece this is is this fell i can't rock temple hard to say um the solingers given away probably people with money <laughs> but that's okay great stuff here go to the johnson museum of art gotta do it Big Red Bar Stool, love this. Cordell sends all the class of 27 to Ithkamal to pick up their move-in shit. <laughs> Reporters on the scene say that parents and their children have been waiting upwards of four hours to pick up a piece of paper at Boyer Park. I think that's hysterical that they sent... There's not enough space on campus for all the cars, so they sent the parents <laughs> to Pyramid Mall. Pyramid Mall. Maybe a 10-minute drive away from North Campus and the dorms, and if you've never been there, you're like, where the hell am I? This is very scary and confusing, but it's good that the kids know where Pyramid Mall is now because they're going to be spending a lot of time maybe at Pyramid Mall. Definitely going to the Target. Definitely they're going to go to the Target at Pyramid Mall. I was there all the time. Uh, that mall, what a dump. I love it, the Pyramid Mall. Uh, jobs with Justice, great post by them. Talking about supporting the UAW workers. We love that. Fun art here as well. From our members, be unlimited. Fun little art. So, some fun pieces there. Uh, we'll do some more probably tomorrow. So, I like Instagram. Great way to kind of see what's going on. Um, do I share this list? You know, I don't know. I don't really know if you can see it or not. I don't know how to do that. But if I do, I'll figure it out. Yeah, we're going to have to figure that out. So time for us again. Uh, one more piece of news. Then we're going to read a book. And then we're going to get the hell out of here. So bye-bye Instagram. One more article. From our friends at the Teamsters, Chicago Teamsters ratified five-year contract at waste management. I love this. Uh, Chicago local 731 wins agreement at WMI. 
Bargaining continues for 2,500 more waste workers. Fantastic. Fantastic. You know, nobody wants to take out the trash, right? Are you fucking joking me? Doing the trash is the hardest fucking job. Nobody likes it. Nobody likes to pick up after themselves. Housekeepers have been cleaning rooms. You know how many fucking dirty hotel rooms I've seen in 15 years of hospitality? A ton. Housekeepers have to clean them up. It's hard. It's thankless. During COVID, when we didn't have a lot of housekeepers necessarily, I had to clean rooms. My managers were cleaning up rooms. It was horrible. It's the hardest goddamn job in the world in many ways. And somebody needs to stand up for these folks. These folks deserve to be making a billion dollars a year. If you ask Neil Amin and all this Wharton motherfucking buddies and all my fraternity brothers from Cornell, if you got them all in a room and said, hey, uh, you need to clean a bunch of hotel rooms tonight. What do you want to get paid to clean these dirty rooms with trash, garbage, food, blood, piss, shit everywhere? Every person with an Ivy League degree would tell you a million dollars, right? And yet these workers do it for nothing, a fraction of that. They have every right, and they ought to. I'm so glad that they're standing up together. I love that the Teamsters got together to help them out. Um, again, we were successful at negotiations because we were united and determined at the table. I've been a proud union member for over 30 years, and the future has never been brighter, said Glenda Schaller, a WM driver, WMI driver. We worked together and made a good contract better, as Teamsters were always building, always gaining. Couldn't say it better myself. Thank you, Glenda. Thank you, Teamsters 731. These are jobs that Brad, Jennifer, and the rest of the White Brigade aren't going to do. I'm so sorry. They're not taking out trash. Trash is hard. Whatever the folks at Waste Management say that they're worth, I don't care because I don't want to take out my trash, right? Rich people named Brad and Jennifer with their gosh damn degrees aren't doing it. Shit, even upper middle income people named like Tammy and John uh, with their state school degrees from Pumpernickel State University, they're not taking out the trash. It's always working people like me without a gosh damn college degree that are taking out the trash. And you know what? These folks don't realize how much they're worth. I don't care what they asked for. They probably didn't get what they're worth. They probably just got a fraction of it. Because taking out the trash is fucking hard, okay? Fucking hard. So I don't know what to tell you. Um, unions, right? Unions are sticking up for you. You need a union like you need a car. You need the Teamsters to fight for you. Or one of many other folks. So with that in mind, uh, before we go... Read one more uh, piece here. This from the Illustrated Black History Book. There's a bookmark. I mean, I couldn't find a bookmark, so we're using my business card from when I was uh, vice president of operations, sale, and revenue management at RGB Hospitality in Corpus Christi, Texas. Today, we're going to read about Jay Max Vaughn Jr. Here's Jay. For Max, I don't know what he goes by. <laughs> Excuse me. Old tight. Still got those sniffles. J. Max Bond Jr., 1935 to 2009. Architecture inevitably involves all the larger issues of society. Buildings tell stories about who and what matters, how buildings are conceived, where they're located, and what spaces and amenities they feature. All these things reveal the interests and priorities of the people who design, build, and use those spaces. J. Max Bond Jr. was inspired to consider the possibilities of making buildings while growing up in Tuskegee, Alabama, 
Both his parents were educators. His father held a deanship at Tuskegee Institute, an appointment that would eventually take the Bond family to countries such as Liberia, Afghanistan, and Tunisia. But it was the large-scale buildings at the Tuskegee Institute that first captured his imagination. Bond graduated from Booker T. Washington High School in Atlanta at the age of 13 and continued to Harvard University at the age of 16. Unreal. He graduated in 1955, but stayed on at Harvard, earning a master's degree in architecture from the Graduate School of Design in 1958. But before a professor, but not a professor at the school, cautioned Bond to pursue another suitable career, lest he struggle to find work as a black architect. Unreal. A professor at Harvard told him, you can't find work as a black architect. Can you imagine going to Harvard as a black man in 1955? No, you can't. You don't know what that's like, but I'm telling you it was fucking tough. Because I'm telling you, being a black man at Cornell in 2005 is not all that easy, let alone 50 years before that. Unbelievable. Fortunately, Bond ignored this advice and went on to become one of the most celebrated figures in this profession. His intention was to make buildings, their mission, their spaces, and their representations more inclusive of the communities in which they existed. In 1970, Bond and Donald Ryder co-founded Bond Ryder & Associates, a black-led architectural firm. Their work centered on incorporating the black experience at every level of their project. For the Martin Luther King Jr. Center for Nonviolent Social Change in Atlanta, Bond chose brick as the facade material and ordered in an effort to hire brick masons to keep King's memorial aligned with the family's wishes that it be fashioned with the materials of everyday life. Bond employed locally sourced wood and limited marble to the crypt. Similarly, at the Schomburg Center for Research in Black Culture in Harlem, the interior paneling features Sapel and African wood. I'm sure I pronounced that wrong. In 1990, Bond Ryder merged with Davis Brody and Associates to become Davis Brody Bond. During Bond's tenure and with his leadership, the firm was selected to develop the National September 11th Memorial in Lower Manhattan and the Smithsonian's National Museum of Architecture, Museum and Culture. Um, but Bond died in 2009 before the museum was realized, but his imprint on the space, the only museum in the United States fully dedicated to depicting the comprehensive journey of black people in the United States is unmistakable. So there you have it. Again, I just randomly opened to these folks. J. Max Bond Jr. I love that. Harvard architect. Unbelievable. Unreal. And told, don't be a black architect. Somebody at Harvard. Harvard, great school, right? We saw from our earlier on our chats about DOL. Remember our friend Betty? Our friend Betty went to Harvard. Our friend Julie went to Harvard Law. These are the best schools in the country. They're not just the best schools in the country. That's a silly understatement. They're the best schools on the planet Earth. You know, you didn't go to an Ivy League school, but I did. And I can tell you, one of the kookiest things that happens when you go is you meet a bunch of kids from other countries. True story, my freshman year roommate, the first day of college, not the first person I met, but kind of one of the first people I met, lived with him for a year. His name is Jay, poor Jay. Jay was from South Korea. True story. Nobody in America wants to send their kid to the best school in South Korea. I don't even know what the best school in South Korea is. I don't care. Nobody knows what it is. Nobody cares. Because everybody in South Korea wants to send their kid to Cornell University or Harvard or Harvard, you know? That's what it's about, baby. Um, 
Max, he went to Harvard, you know. Julie went to Harvard Law. She went to Stanford before that. Best school. Best school in California. Uh, let's see. If you were to take a Mac, here's a fun, fun thought. If you were to take... <laughs> I just, I, since we read about a Harvard guy, I absolutely have to do this. I just have to, to make a point. Okay, this, you would agree, you would agree this is the United States of America, all right? I want you to see here, here's a line, I'm going to draw a line, watch this. See where my mouse is? I'm going to draw a line, the line goes like that, okay? So I drew a line, roughly it looks like this. It, it encompasses a sliver. See how small of an area I'm rolling my finger over? Okay, everything west of this line here, everything here that you see, see how much of the world... I'm going around with this circle. The best school, oh, I went over my line. The best college in the world that I'm circling here is Stanford University right here. And that's where Julie Sue went to college, right? So we talk about this every day for a reason. Elite education matters. Best school, I don't know, west of that line, Stanford University. <laughs> not, even, not even a question. I mean, okay, Caltech, uh, if you're a hardcore scientist, Caltech. But Stanford to Stanford. Um, these places matter. And, you know, it wasn't, it's not coincidence that I pulled this book open and, and I found the guy that went to Harvard. So these are the things that matter. Um, elite education, send your kids to an elite education. You want to be able to do that, get organized, join a union, make money, get a stable life, and we can work with getting your kids to college. It's very important that we do that. Uh, I don't know what else to tell you, right? So again, uh, we loved having you here with us on the morning show here on the labor network you can catch us again tomorrow tln.one labor.money send us a note send us a story whatever works for you wishing you love and solidarity i'm tony have a great day